0: Run, run, come on, come on
1: Chickens, here we go to talk about what happened after Jesus was sent away from Caiaphas. They sent him to the Roman governor named Pilate to approve his death. When they got to the Roman Hall of Judgment, which was where Pilate was, they dared not enter. In their time, for a Jew to enter a home or building where there might be leavened bread was seen as something that made them unclean and unworthy of eating the Passover meal. Isn't that ridiculous? Do you think they were worthy of eating the Passover meal after what they were doing to Jesus? Well, when they got there, Pilate came outside and said, What crime are you charging this man with? They were perhaps expecting Pilate to simply take him away and kill him without questioning them about why they wanted Christ to die. So they just said, Look, If he were not a wicked man, we would not have brought him to you. Pilate then said, oh, I see. Well, if he's wicked, then you can take him away and judge him according to your law. And they said, well, we did, but we can't put anyone to death. That's why we brought him to you, because we want him to die. They didn't just want Christ to die, but they wanted the Romans to be the ones to kill him. If they had been given the power to kill Christ, then they would have stoned him, and they were afraid that by doing so, the Jews who did believe in Christ would have risen up in rebellion against the action. Also, to be killed by the Jews would have gone against Christ's prophecies that he was going to be crucified, which was a death only administered by the Romans there so the jewish leaders accused christ of trying to lead the jewish nation away from being obedient to the roman rulers they accused christ of telling the jews that they shouldn't pay taxes to the romans because he was the king of the jews and they shouldn't listen to the romans so pilate walked into the hall of judgment and asked jesus to follow him when they got inside pilate asked jesus Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus asked, Do you want to know if I think I am the king of the Jews here on earth, or if I think I am the king of the Jews in a more spiritual way? And Pilate asked, Am I a Jew? I'm not, so I don't personally care whether or not you claim to be their king in a spiritual way. And it doesn't seem that you're claiming to overthrow the Roman government. The Jews themselves have delivered you to me, so what exactly have you done wrong? Jesus answered, My kingdom isn't of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight to protect me, and I wouldn't have been delivered up to the Jews. Pilate knew that Jesus was no threat to the Roman rulers, and so to accuse him of any crime against their government would have been ridiculous and absurd. Pilate then said, So you're a king then? And Jesus said, You say that I'm a king. I was born to testify of truth and have lived here on earth to testify of truth. Everyone that loves truth hears my teachings and understands. Pilate then puzzled, asked, What is truth? After he asked Jesus this, he went back outside to the Jews and said, I don't find anything wrong with this man. The Jewish leaders were determined to have Jesus killed. So they called out, Jesus stirs up the Jews all throughout Judea, all the way from Galilee, down here to Jerusalem. When Pilate heard that, he asked them if Jesus was from Galilee. When he heard that, yes, he was. Pilate realized that he might be able to avoid judging Christ. You see, at that time, King Herod, although he claimed to be a Jew, was the Roman governor in charge of the Jews up in the Galilee area. If you can remember, it was th- this same Herod who had ordered John the Baptist's head to be cut off. He was a wicked man. Jesus called him a fox. And he wasn't really a king, although he liked to be called one. At that time, he was in Jerusalem to celebrate the feast of the Passover, and so Pilate had Christ sent to him to be judged. Pilate and Herod had been sort of enemies with each other up to this point, but they became friends after this because Herod was very excited that Pilate sent Christ to him. He had heard so much about Christ and was probably a little frightened of him, And he was curious to see whether or not Christ would perform any mighty miracles. Well, when Christ got there, Herod asked him many questions, but Christ did not say one word at all. The Jewish leaders there accused him of many things. Are you okay? Yes, (laughs) I'm okay. After a while of Jesus not answering his questions, Herod and his soldiers began to mock Jesus. And because he had claimed to be a king, they put him in a beautiful robe and sent him back to Pilate. Herod also couldn't find anything wrong with Jesus. Well, Pilate realized that he was going to be the one in charge of figuring out what to do with Jesus. So he called the Jewish leaders back to him and said, You've brought Jesus to me and said he's perverting and corrupting the people, but I haven't found that he's done anything wrong, and neither has Herod for that matter. We don't think that he's worthy of death. So I will chastise him by scourging him, and then I will release him. You see, it was a tradition at that time that at the feast of the Passover, the Romans could release one of the Jewish prisoners. Since Pilate saw Jesus as innocent, he planned to release him. But the wicked Jewish leaders convinced the other Jews that had gathered there that they should request a different prisoner to be released. So the people all cried out, No way! We don't want you to release Jesus. We want you to release Barabbas! Now... Barabbas was a prisoner because he had led the Jewish people to rise up against their leaders and he had murdered someone. He was actually guilty of the very thing that the Jewish leaders were accusing Jesus of, but they wanted him to be released instead of Jesus. Can you believe it? And did you know that in Hebrew, Barabbas meant son of the father, which is what Jesus was. Is that interesting? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Pilate was sitting on the judgment seat at the time, and his wife sent him a message that said, Pilate, please do not do anything to harm that just man. I had a terrible nightmare last night and suffered many things today because of him. So please do not have anything to do with him. When when Pilate got this message, he once again said to the Jews, I can release Jesus today who is an innocent man. And the wicked Jews cried out, No! Crucify him! Crucify him! And Pilate tried convincing them a third time, saying, What? What evil has Jesus done? I have found no reason at all to kill him. So again I tell you that I will scourge him and then release him. And immediately the wicked Jews cried out, No! Crucify him! There were so many of them, and they were so loud, and Pilate was so tired of hearing from them that he chose, unfortunately, to grant their desire. He took some water and washed his hands in front of everyone there, and he said, "'I am innocent in the killing of this just innocent man. Do what you will.' Do with him what you will. Yep, do with him what you will. So by washing his hands, that was a sign that he was not going to take responsibility for Jesus' death. And so the Jews answered, Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. we will take responsibility for his death. The consequences will be on us and on our own children. And, oh, I bet that if they truly understood what they were doing, they never would have done it at all. But, of course, their hearts were hard and cold, and their eyes were blind, and they chose not to understand. And, a few years after they chose to crucify Christ, in fact, all of Jerusalem was killed. And so they and their children were indeed punished for killing Christ. And in fact, Pilate knew that the only reason the Jewish leaders were so, so upset
0: if they took Christ's life. And soon after, forty years after Jesus Christ was crucified, so um, they were punished mm-hmm. for taking Jesus Christ's life
1: for mm-hmm. because of. Having their own lives took. Mm-hmm. It was a punishment. Indeed, huh? Yes. Yep. Well, Pilate knew that the only reason the Jewish leaders were so upset with Christ be- was because they were <clears throat> jealous of his power and his wow. followers. Even so, Pilate had Barabbas released to the public, and he delivered Jesus up to be scourged. Do you know what it means to be scourged? It means to be whipped with a whip made out of many cords. And on the end of the cords were tied chunks of metal and jagged pieces of bone. Pilate's soldiers tied Jesus up to a pillar and took his clothes off so that his back was exposed. And then they whipped him over and over and over. This is such a painful and absolutely horrible way to hurt someone that oftentimes those who were scourged actually died before they were even crucified because their bodies couldn't take the pain of being scourged. And in fact, some of them even bled to death because all of the bones in the metal would rip chunks of their skin out and they would bleed so much. But Christ survived it. And after they finished scourging Christ, the soldiers put him in a purple robe, which was a sign of royalty. And they braided a crown of thorns and stuck it on his head like a mock crown. Then they put a reed in his hand and made him hold it like a king's scepter. And then they knelt down before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, king of the Jews. And then they got up and they spoke. Bit all over him and they grabbed oh bless you and then they grabbed the reed from his oh bless you <laughs> and then they grabbed the reed from his hand and they started to hit him with it what yeah they hit his head which pushed the thorns deeper into his skin and made him bleed even more when they were done making fun of him they took the purple robe off of him and put his own clothes back on him. Bless you. And then they led him back to Pilate. Pilate tried convincing the Jews one more time to release Jesus. He brought the poor, bleeding, and hurt Jesus in front of them and said, Look at this man. I tell you one more time that I have found no fault in him whatsoever. As the chief priests and scribes saw Jesus, do you think they felt any pity? No. No. They yelled out, Crucify him! Crucify him! We Jews have a law, and according to our law, he must die because he says he is the Son of God. Now, when Pilate heard this, it kind of frightened him to think that he was about to let the Son of God be killed. So he went back into the judgment hall and asked Jesus, Where do you come from? And Jesus did not respond to him. Then Pilate said, Are you seriously not going to speak to me? Don't you know that I have the power to either crucify you or release you? And to this Jesus said, You actually don't have any power over what happens to me, unless the power were given to you from heaven. So if I happen to die... The people who delivered me to you are the greater sinners. Well, at this, Pilate knew that he was dealing with no ordinary man. And so he tried his hardest to release Jesus. But the Jews kept crying out, If you release him, then you are not a friend of the Roman emperor Caesar. If you admit that Christ is the king of the Jews, then you are speaking out against Caesar. These sayings frightened Pilate because he did not want to be on Caesar's bad side, and he wanted to keep his job as the governor there. So he brought Jesus in front of the Jews again and said, "'Look, here's your king,' and they said, "'Crucify him.'" And then Pilate said, "'Do you really want me to crucify your king?' And they said, "'Our only king is Caesar.'" Pilate saw that he could not convince the Jews otherwise and he was afraid of the, Jew- of the hate that the Jews had for him and he was also afraid of getting in trouble with his Roman rulers so he decided to give Jesus over to the soldiers to crucify him. At one point during Christ's trial and scourging Judas the apostle who had betrayed Christ realized that because of him Our innocent savior was going to die. And do you know what? He felt terrible. He quickly ran to the high priests and tried to give them their 30 pieces of silver back. But at that point, the priests didn't care about Judas at all because now they had Jesus in their control. They wouldn't take his money back. So he threw it on the ground and ran into a field and decided to kill himself oh judas how unfortunate it was that he chose to betray christ well the soldiers took jesus and made him carry the cross that he was going to be nailed to all the way from the hall of judgment to golgotha which was also known as the place of the skull which was also known as calvary and that was the place where they crucified criminals well Jesus was so weak and tired at this point after a night of suffering in the Garden of Gethsemane and then being dragged around Jerusalem to the different leaders and then being whipped and scourged and having no food and no sleep. He was absolutely exhausted and was walking very slowly. He did not have the strength to carry his own cross very far. So the Roman soldiers grabbed a man out of the crowd named Simon And they had him carry jesus's cross up to golgotha on the way up the hill a huge crowd followed followed after jesus and there were a lot of women behind him wailing and crying because of the way christ was being treated christ turned around to them and said daughters of jerusalem don't cry for me but cry for yourselves and for your children the day is coming when the jews will be scattered and destroyed And you'll think that the women who don't have kids and babies are lucky because they will be able to run away faster from all the destruction that will happen than those who have many kids. Once they got to the hill, they laid Jesus down on the cross and spread his arms out so that they could nail one hand to one side and the other hand to the other side. Then they laid one of his feet over his other foot and pounded a nail through his feet and into the cross. And they were afraid that his body would be so heavy when they lifted him up and that his hand might tear open that they nailed two more nails into his wrists. And then they lifted the cross up so that Christ's body would hang from it. You must understand that crucifixion was the most terrible, most torturous way to die at that time. The Roman soldiers who nailed Christ to the cross were used to killing people this way. Their hearts had become hard to human suffering. Jesus prayed to Heavenly Father and asked, Father, please forgive them, for they do not understand what they are doing. He was, of course, talking about the Roman soldiers who were crucifying him. They didn't understand that Christ was really the Son of God, or that the Jewish people had many scriptures testifying of Christ and who he was and what his life meant for everyone on the earth. The soldiers took Christ's clothes and divided them between four soldiers, except for his coat. His coat was made incredibly well, so they said, Oh, let's not tear it up. Instead, let's cast lots for it. In our day, we might have rolled a dice to see who won the coat. The soldiers also hung two other prisoners up on each side of Christ so that Jesus was in the middle of them. Pilate had written a title for Christ on a board and had it hung on Christ's cross, and it said, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. And it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin so that, those passing the crucifixion place could read it and understand the chief priests asked Pilate not to write that christ was the king but that christ only said he was the king but Pilate said no i am not going to change what i have written now golgotha or the place of the skull or calvary was close to jerusalem and it was close to a busy road so everyone who walked by could see the prisoners dying. There were a lot of people who passed by and said, Wait a second, if he could save other people, why doesn't he just save himself by a miracle? They doubted in Christ's power and that he really was the Son of God, as he said he was. The chief priests also said, If you can miraculously come down from the cross, then we'll believe that you're the Son of God. Even one of the two thieves who were being crucified on either side of Christ joined in on the mocking. He said, if you're really the Christ, then save yourself and then save us. Do those words remind you of somebody else who tempted Christ? What? Those words, do they sound familiar? Do you remember when... Satan was tempting Christ after he had fasted for 40 days. And he kept saying, if you're the son of God, then do this. Or if you're the son of God, then do that. Yes. Yeah. So those were some of the same words that people were saying as Christ was dying. He said, if you're the son of God, and if you're really the Christ, then save yourself. Well, the other thief hanging on the other side said to the first one, do you really not fear God? You're in the exact same predicament as this man, so why do you mock him? We earned our punishment with our thievery, but this man in between us is innocent. And then he said to Christ, Lord, will you please remember me when you get to heaven? And Jesus said, Today you'll be with me in paradise. Now, who do you think was there at this time supporting Jesus with their love? His mother was there, of course, and his aunt named Mary, and also Mary Magdalene, one of his disciples. John the Apostle was there as well, and when Jesus saw his mother and John standing there, he said, Mother, behold your son John, who will take care of you after I die. And he said to John, Look, here is your new mother to take care of after I die. And after Jesus had died, John took care of Mary as if she were his own mother. Jesus wanted to make sure that his mother was taken care of. Now, Jesus had been nailed to the cross an hour or two before noon on that Friday. And as hours passed, the sky began to become cloudier and cloudier and darker and darker. In fact, the scriptures say that darkness spread over the whole land around noon that day and it lasted for about three hours. The earth was so sad that jesus its creator was dying and its darkness was a sign of its sadness after three hours of this darkness jesus cried out in a loud voice my god my god why have you forsaken me to forsake someone means to leave them all alone do you know what caused christ to feel so alone well he was in so much pain from being crucified. And it seems that he was suffering everything that he had suffered in the garden of Gethsemane all over again. All of the pains, the sicknesses, the sadness, the heartache, the loneliness but for the whole world. But this time he was on the cross. Can you imagine how difficult it must have been for Jesus at that time? Yes. <laughs> And on top of all that pain and suffering, Heavenly Father chose to take away his support and his spirit from Jesus in that moment so that Jesus could have complete victory over sin and death all by himself. It was only in this way that he could ever become our Savior. Oh, the pain and agony and suffering our beautiful Savior experienced on the cross that day. It was a terrible, terrible thing, but also a glorious, miraculous thing because of the blessings that come to us, because of what Christ did. Well, at one point after this, while Jesus was on the cross, he said, I am thirsty. He had gone so long without food and drink, and his body had been enduring so much. Well, no one there was quick to get him any water. Somebody actually ran up and got a sponge and soaked it in vinegar and then put it up to Jesus' lips. Did you know that vinegar actually dehydrates people and makes them even thirstier than before? After Jesus drank some of the vinegar, he said, My work is finished. He had done it. He had lived a perfect life and then had suffered for all mankind. And then he offered himself up as a sacrifice for us so that we can live with Heavenly Father again if we repent. What a precious, precious gift. Jesus then said, Father, into your hands I'm sending my spirit. And then he bowed his head and let his spirit finally leave his body. He had died now i am going to sing a song that reminds me of when jesus died on calvary it's called upon the cross of calvary okay and so if you hear us sing it for sacrament and sunday or if you ever hear it again you can think about jesus and what he did for us are you ready yes
0: upon the cross of calvary they crucified our lord and sealed with blood the sacrifice that sanctified his word upon the cross he meekly died for all mankind to see that death unlocks the passageway into eternity. Upon the cross our Saviour died, but dying brought new birth. Through resurrection's miracle to all the sons of earth.
1: Well, after Christ died, all of a sudden there was a huge earthquake. The whole earth was in turmoil. The veil of the temple in Jerusalem, which was the cloth that hung down from the ceiling and separated the holy place and the holy of holies, was torn from the very top to the very bottom, so that whoever entered the temple could look straight into the holy of holies, which was normally reserved for only the eyes of the high priest. Jesus had made it possible for everyone to enter back into God's presence if they chose to. One of the soldiers watching what was happening marveled, and he said, Oh, certainly this was a righteous man. Some others watching said, Truly this was the Son of God. After he had died, one of the Roman soldiers came and pierced Jesus' side with a spear to make sure that he was really dead, and out of his side poured forth blood and water. Well, There was one Jew named... Wait, hang on. Uh, Did this mean that he soaked all his blood up when he was resurrected? (laughs) Yep, when he was resurrected, his body was restored perfectly. Oh. Yep, so he wasn't missing any blood when he was resurrected. He had just as much blood as he had... As before, he was scourged. Yeah, and probably before he suffered in the Garden of Gethsemane, huh? Was he glad yes. then too? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Well, there was one Jew named Joseph of Arimathea who had been one of Christ's disciples, and he secretly went to Pilate and asked him if he could take <gasps> Jesus's body so that the Jews could not take it and destroy it. Pilate said yes and so joseph joseph took jesus's body to an empty tomb where they wrapped it up so gently and applied special oils to it in fact nicodemus the pharisee who had had the conversation with christ about being born again he was there too with special oils and spices to help take care of jesus's dead body since it was almost sunset which meant the beginning of their sabbath day they had to hurry And the women that were there too didn't have time to properly take care of Christ's body. So they left it as well as they could. And then they went home and prepared even more oils and spices to finish preparing Christ's body when their Sabbath day was over. Now, the next day, some of the chief priests and Pharisees went to Pilate and said, Um sir we remember that our that trickster christ once said that after he would die he would also rise again so please can you send some soldiers to guard his tomb for three days in case any of his disciples come and try to take away his body so that they can tell others that christ was risen from the dead you see they didn't believe that christ had the power to be resurrected well pilate agreed to this and he sent soldiers to guard christ's tomb They rolled a large stone in front of the entryway to the sepulchre and sat watching. All right, that's the end of the story for today. Next time we will, I will tell you the story about Christ's miraculous resurrection. Bye. Until until next time. Goodbye, little chickens. Bye, Bo Oaks and Lucas.